Hi, I'm Lady C. Growing up as a Jehovah's Witness, I used to be proud to tell people that Jehovah's Witnesses are the same all over the world. Well, it wasn't until I left the organization and started doing some research, and I discovered that that just simply is not the case. In fact, in the upcoming video presentation, JT and Daniel will be discussing the international inconsistencies of Jehovah's Witnesses. You're listening to The Critical Thought, where we challenge our listeners to use critical thinking when examining the teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses. Hi, I'm Daniel. I'm JT. And the purpose of this video is to speak to you about the Jehovah's Witnesses and their international inconsistencies. JT, let's talk. All right, man. About the international inconsistencies. uh, You're aware of... uh, some things that Ray France wrote about Malawi versus things that were happening over in other countries. Share with our uh, viewers some of the international inconsistencies that you've seen, and this especially is for our global audience. Yeah. Um, when, when I was growing up as a kid, um, it was in the 70s, and during this particular time, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses in the country of Malawi, uh, they were being persecuted by the government. And so all congregations were invited to write a letter Society sent out a little template of how to write the letter, who the officials were that you were to write the letter to. And so witnesses like my mom, they wrote their little letter and they sent their letter over in an effort to uh, help the witnesses in uh, the country of Malawi. Unbeknown to any of us, any of us, any witnesses, there was a situation that was developing in the country of Mexico. Mm. And... It was almost amazing when you look at the, the situation and how it was handled by the society. Tell us more. Um, in Ray Franz's book, he went into a, a lot of details about how this was done. And the most fascinating thing about the account of Ray Franz in his publication about the Mexico and the Malawi issue was actually who raised the issue. Very important. Who raised the issue? Um, we know that, for example, right now, the big thing we see in the news right now is the Catholic Church mm. and the problems they're having. And it's typically the grassroots people in the Catholic Church who are raising an issue in regards to how they are handling the issue of uh, child pedophilia. It's a bottom-up. It's a bottom-up. Not up. a top-down. Yes. Not the folks at the top of the organization, the circuit overseer, the governing body that blows the whistle and says we need to make changes. It's the families like yours that start to raise the roof that make the change. Am I hearing that right? And that's what happened in Mexico. So witnesses in Mexico started asking the question, you know, what's going on over in Malawi? You know, why, why are they suffering like that? Are, are we doing something wrong over here? And the reason why is because in the country of Malawi, along with many other countries, they wanted the witnesses to become involved in political activities. Mm. Well, in Mexico, mm. the issue of serving in what we would call basically the National Guard. Mm. The witnesses were allowed in Mexico to literally pay a bribe saying that they had served two years in the National Guard. Mm -hmm. That's basically what it was. Mm -hmm. And as a result, the witnesses didn't have to suffer in Mexico like they did in the country of Malawi. The problem is these two policies were running at the same time, Mm -hmm. completely inconsistent and that's why the witnesses in Mexico are like, well, 
what's going on over there? Because we're not going through all this because we have a workaround. And they was basically bribing the officials to pay for a card that would identify them as basically, I have served two years in the National Guard. Same guy, same organization. Same organization, same guy. Different countries, different policies. Yes. And so you've heard me ask, you've heard us ask on previous videos, is the supreme question is, does this sound like Jehovah God or man? Yes. And I think that answer to that question helps you better understand what's really going on in this organization. Are there any other international consistencies that you're aware of that we should share with our viewers? Let me give you another example. Uh, the country of Bul Bulgaria. Mm -hmm. uh, the the Watchtower was trying to basically keep their status in the country of Bulgaria. And the government raised basically two issues. The issue of blood transfusions mm. and the issue of serving in the military. And so it was during this time that the society revised its position on blood. Oh my. <laughs> now, it's interesting because it only lasted for a very short period of time. Mm. They basically told the Bulgarian government that witnesses will be allowed. It's up to them. It's a personal choice if they want to take blood or not. During that same time, this is when the shift from this fellowshipping mm. to disassociation was put into action. Along during the same time, this is when alternative service was revised, saying that if the government offers an alternative to serving in the military, the witnesses now can make it. Mm -hmm. So what you're looking at is how the Watchtower, it often maneuvers things, and this maneuvering has impacted thousands of people's lives. And after it got out in the public that the society had agreed that witnesses could decide for themselves on blood, they walked it back. Mm. They walked it back. And when you start, and this is why we, we, we tell people, do your homework. Mm. Do your research. Mm. The documentation is there. Mm. You can read it for yourself, find it for yourself. It is there. And it's, it's interesting how the, you see around the world in different countries, witnesses can end up finding themselves living under one set of rules and living under another. Bulgaria, another international inconsistency. Hmm. We know from God's word that Jehovah is consistent. Yes. Does this sound consistent? Then it doesn't sound like Jehovah. Uh, any other ads or subtracts or any current updates with any inconsistencies that you're aware of? Well, we can expect in the future that the society will continue. They've always done this type of things. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see down the road what else they change, what else they modify. Mm. And unfortunately... As is often the case, the change won't be because of the benefit to the Jehovah's Witness. It will be as a benefit to the organization. JT made the point that change typically happens from the grassroots. A revolution. Families like yours saying enough is enough. This is man. This is not God. And then holding their leaders accountable. This is Daniel. This is JT. You know, that was a very, very interesting discussion with Daniel and JT. Yes. Uh, in fact, uh, ladies, let me ask you a question. What do you remember about Malawi? As a kid growing up in the 70s, I remember being at like our theocratic school service meeting program and the brothers were reading a letter from the platform and they were asking us to write letters yeah. to, you know, to the Malawian government. And what I remember them saying is that if a brother had a business that put it on business letterhead so that they could make a little bit more of a statement and stuff like that. 
as a young child reading about the atrocities, the, the brutal rapes, the murders, and, and all that kind of stuff, it made me shake in my boots. And when I think about what was going on with the people, I looked at myself and I said, man, I'm up here thinking about me just being laughed at or being, you know, or feeling embarrassed in front of my classmates about not saluting the flag, but these people were actually losing their lives. They were losing their lives. So this was a whole different ball of wax. Yeah, I, I remember so well how brothers would use the account of the witnesses in Malawi to, to literally scare you to death. Um, you know, friends, you know, you know, we're not making our meetings on time, not coming to them, missing too many meetings. Imagine these brothers over there, they would love to be at their meeting. And so you would, you know, they would just guilt trip you to death, just beat you to death over those types of experiences and things. Um, but, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, as you look back now, and this is why we, 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 we just cannot stress uh, enough how people need to do their homework when it comes to looking at uh, the Jehovah's Witness religion because you will start peeling back layers. Um, it's really ironic when you think about what the dynamics were, as we mentioned before. Um, and it really highlights how we, 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 sometimes we just really never stop and think about it. I mean, think about this. You know, what makes it so interesting, and, and you really can see this when you just stop and, and think about it and ask some critical thinking questions, you have one group of witnesses who were told that they could not buy this political card. The reason why is because it would mean that they are a supporter of this political party, this government. And we know witnesses always say, well, I don't support any other government other than God's kingdom, and on and on and on. And that's the position they took. Yet when you contrast that to the other side, to what those in Mexico actually were saying, it, 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 you, you see that it's no comparison. Right. Because in Mexico, for anyone who had this card, that meant not that they were part of a political party, but it meant I have been trained to kill people in behalf of this government. And if someone violates what the country says, I will go to war and kill for this person. That's the card that the witnesses were able to get. And so for 25 cents, don't be a part of a political party, but it's okay to say that I will kill for the country. And so it, it just goes to highlight that the society uh, will do things. And you see, in Mexico, the society had property. They didn't want to lose it. In fact, they didn't even call Kingdom Halls Kingdom Halls in Mexico. They call them educational centers. So they didn't want to cause any problem that would make them lose their properties and branch and so forth. So that would benefit the society. And that's the pattern that you will see. I think it was really sad when we discovered that all of this stuff had been happening for years yeah. before we even before it even came to light. And then it was the brothers in Mexico yeah. that bought it up. Like, why are these brothers suffering yeah, I mean, when we're over here bribing the officials so that they would not have to face atrocities in their country? Yeah. You know? And so when you think about it, think about this. Here you have people in New York City yeah. that knew about these people suffering. Mm -hmm. And yet, they are actually making rules yeah. that they themselves would never have to live by because we know <laughs> that whenever there's an issue that comes up with the Watchtower Society, they always sidestep the issue so they can walk through the door, as it were, and not have to deal with different things. So they're willing to make rules that you have to abide by where you end up dying. Yeah, you no, die because yeah. of what they're saying. Yeah. But when they have to walk through the same door, they take a different stand, yeah. a different approach to the matter. Yeah, I mean, you, you see that common thread. If it benefits the society, they'll make changes. 
if it benefits the individual, they won. And that was the same thing that me and Daniel discussed with Bulgaria. They mm -hmm. was trying to get themselves situated, but they didn't worry about the friends. And when they got their hands caught in the cookie jar, they decided to <laughs> try to try to dust their hands off from it. I mean, so we, we see this constant inconsistency. And of course, the, the right. sad thing is, is that when you try to explain this to a Jehovah's Witness, because they only see what happens in the front and not what goes on in the back, uh, they just simply go into denial. And that's very, very unfortunate. Because as you mentioned, people's lives have been impacted tremendously by the inconsistencies of Watchtower policies all around the world. I think the bad thing about it is when they when they say that's what we used to teach. Oh my goodness. And then I'm thinking to myself, oh, you used to teach this, but these people were dying under the old rule. Yeah, no. But then witnesses are willing to say, oh, we used to do that, we used to teach that, yeah. but now we don't teach that. Yeah. But what about all those people that suffered under that teaching? Yeah. And, and that's really where the critical thinking comes in at, is right. that as a witness, you never stop to think when something changed and ask the question, well, what about the folks who, who got hurt by this? That's never considered. And so you just move on. And, and that is the pattern that we see in the organization. We see mm -hmm. it today. They've been doing it for over 140 years. And for all practical purposes, they will not stop. Because it works. It works. Every one of you watching these videos, you know exactly what your family and friends will tell you when you point out these inconsistencies. It works. Uh, the person is willing to accept any excuse and keep on rolling. And so that's what makes it a challenge. But when people take the time to ask critical thinking questions, and pause and ponder over it, you, you begin to see the wheels fall off the wagon. And unfortunately, that's what we see so many times. What did you think of that video? We trust that you enjoyed it. We invite you to share this video with your family and friends to help them to understand the inconsistencies of the Jehovah's Witnesses. In fact, if you have not already done so, we invite you to subscribe to our channel. And not only that, be sure to hit that little bell so that you can get notifications when we upload new content. We also invite you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we look forward to having you in our audience in future videos. We thank you so much for being in our audience. This program was sponsored by Critical Thinkers.